Hello, 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 listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Living in the Moment. Today, we get to celebrate the journey of our newest team lead, Danielle. Danielle works with our Paul Davis and First On Site teams. And let me tell you, this was one of my absolute favorite conversations I've had on this series. Danielle is hilarious, insightful, and so confident in who she is. Similar to myself, she is also in a long-distance relationship with her boyfriend, so this turned out to be a bit of a therapy and bonding session for the both of us. Danielle talks to us about how she is always striving to be her best, how she truly values showing up for people, and how she may just be the best planner of surprises out there. I hope you all love her as much as I do. Here is Danielle's journey. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just have a quick question for you. Okay. So uh, a bizarre question, but I still want to ask it at least. Um, how many carrots have you eaten today? <laughs> I see Miriam got to both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have had uh, no carrots today. Unfortunately for many people, I have not. Yeah, we've had the same amount of carrots today. Zero. Zero. Big fat, zero. I, uh, I probably should have some because I, I managed to injure my eye over the weekend. So I feel like I should be eating carrots to improve my eyes, but... I don't know how effective that carrot thing is because I've been still as blind as a bat and I've been eating carrots. <laughs> I am so with you. I uh, I was just saying this morning to Val actually because I, so with this injury, I can't wear contacts. I basically just scratched my cornea and it, it was very painful over the weekend. I spent two days in very dark rooms, um, but I can't wear contacts while it's healing and my, and I mm-hmm. own like, I exclusively wear my contacts because I too am blind as a bat. Um, and so because I always wear contacts, I don't really invest in my glasses. So they're like two, three prescriptions ago. So yeah. I'm having to work and drive and do everything in my glasses and it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think the carrots thing is really just a, something to get kids to eat them, I'm sure. Yeah, so I, I'm under the impression Miriam thinks we're still seven, <laughs> so we should buy her some carrots for Christmas this year. I think I'm going to do that for her. Some, uh, some, some backstory on that is because I used to always have like little, um, these little snack packs that I'd make that had like some cheese cubes and veggies and whatever mm-hmm. in them. And I just have them like every late morning. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that was just always my routine. So if I was ever talking to her or we were ever in a meeting, I would just like be munching on a carrot. It was super casual. And, uh, <laughs> but if we were ever on the phone, she would complain because it was right in her ear and there's the carrot chomping. So she calls me <laughs> rabbit half the time. <laughs> that's hilarious oh that's cute um well welcome to the podcast officially and I know that we've 
I know we've kind of, quote, seen each other briefly already today, but how's your day going otherwise? It's oh, it's very busy, very busy. It's, um, I think, because I've excelled very quickly with TLS, I think sometimes the team leads forget that I'm still new, like, at TLS. <laughs> so they expect me to, I don't really feel like they expect me to, but there's a very high expectation of me. So I'm just trying to make sure, you know, I stay up to par with everything, but I'm still very new. So I'm still trying to figure out things that a normal moment maker should know while being a team lead at the same time. But um, nonetheless, I'm very grateful, but it's been a, a very rocky day. <laughs> well, you're handling it with grace and excellence. I know it's, um, I was in a very similar situation or, or path, so to speak. When I had started as a moment maker, I was, I was then a team lead, I think within the first three months. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I completely get it and don't, I wouldn't look at it as they're expecting too much because they just want you to do your best and you are learning every single day. And I mean, I'm very much the outside looking in, but I can see you improving every day. So don't let it get to you. Don't put any pressure on yourself because we've all been through it. There is a learning Mm -hmm. curve and you will get it. Yeah, I do believe I will. Like in the beginning, I have like some doubts within myself, but when I did start at TLS, like that was, something I did mention to every team lead that did train me like that is my end goal is to be a team lead so it wasn't something that just you know came out of nowhere like I was actively working on it so now that I have it it's just like oh my god (laughs) but yeah I'm very happy so what's the next goal then so I am an overachiever which I sometimes feel like is a big flaw for me (laughs) Nope. which is so annoying I'm like want to grow up already but (laughs) I feel like being an overachiever is like something <clears throat> it could be a double-edged sword mm-hmm. so I believe I did start with TLS in March and then um I would say end February like the talks of being a team lead came in and I was like oh heck I didn't know I was going to do it this fast um because they told me I think the shortest time was six months so I was like okay six months is a good time to you know like knock it out of the ballpark so um I just every day been actively working. Whenever I had a meeting with uh, Mary, I'm actively working, making sure I got the metrics right and all that stuff. So it came way faster than I expected it to. So right now I would say like my main goal with TLS is to be more confident as a team lead because there's so much more information that I still need to learn. And I don't doubt myself at all, but I'm very happy that I, I excelled so quickly but at the same time, I always feel like I'm running faster than my feet could actually move. Um, but I don't know. Like, I want to be able to feel confident within my role as a team lead mm-hmm. um, because I feel confident with everything else around in my life. So I know it's it's only time that can master everything. You're going you're gonna to be fantastic. You're going to learn it. There is so much to learn and you never stop learning, which is good mm-hmm. because there's always something new. Um but be ready, I guess, for your first real hurricane season. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'll make sure to show up to work in a, a, um, a rain suit. Yes, yes, exactly. That's, that's exactly what we But it's, uh, it's a good opportunity for basically just if you have free time when a hurricane hits, uh, there's always hours mm-hmm. to work. So it's a yeah. it's a good time to say goodbye to your friends and family and say, put me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. 
So I've already jumped ahead because I'm, um, it, it sounds like we're really similar in our, at least mindsets or um, how we work really. And, mm-hmm. and I think we're similar, especially in that overachiever or strive to for, for, the strive for perfection. See, I can't even speak today, which is not <laughs> great for this job. Um, but, um, but like, I'm the type of person where a, a tiny error happens or a tiny mistake. And it's like the end of the world until, Oh my God. Until I'm convinced people have forgotten about it and I can move on. <laughs> that is definitely me. That is my whole life. I feel like revolves around being perfectionist and I know it's not the reality of a lot of things, but um, I've like, since being in my long distance relationship, I've noticed that being a perfectionist had to be thrown out the window because there's so many like loopholes in like errors of being a perfectionist mm-hmm. and this job. Oh my God, poor Jonathan. I've like had so many calls with him and so many messages. I'm like, John, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, are you crazy? Like keep doing what you're doing. Like you're literally on the right track. But I always doubt myself, even though I know I'm on the right track because I just want it to be perfect. But there's no such thing as perfect. There's progress. So I'm trying to teach myself to throw that word out of the window, but I don't know. <laughs> I do it on my forehead. I love that though. <laughs> there's no such thing as perfect. There's progress. It, it, that it sits with me and I will always remember that, but like you, it probably won't ever apply because never, (laughs) never. So I'm going to go completely out of order then because now I'm onto this. So I have been curious for a while because especially since the outage, um, I've just seen so many things mentioned about like your U S number or your long distance relationship. So as a fellow long distancer, um, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> there's no actual term. Um, I'm curious what this story is, or like, just tell me it if you're comfortable. Oh, of course! Oh my god, I'm obsessed with my work. <laughs> I'll tell anyone that listens. <laughs> I will tell a blind man if he would listen to me. Oh my god. Um, so my boyfriend and I um, have been long distance. It's going to be two years in December. And um, it has been the most challenging thing I've ever experienced in my life. But I am so grateful for it because I've learned so much in that poor man. Oh, my God, bless this little heart. He is so patient. And I feel like I'm such a demanding girlfriend, but he's always there no matter the turn, no matter the hurricane, no matter the tantrum. He's always there. But um, we actually met. So. Um, I stopped working for a little while because I was actively working on a personal business of mine of mentoring for investing and, um, you know, working on financial literacy. And I really, really enjoyed doing that. But I noticed that it started taking a toll on my mental health because I noticed that people required a lot more of me and there was no boundaries in terms of respect, in terms of me having a personal life and the things that are going on in their lives. So I took a break from it. But during when I was doing that, I actually met my boyfriend and he's really into investing and all that stuff. So um, he uh, reached out to me. And was like, oh my God, I've heard so much about you. And I was like this mystery girl. And he was so, I was like, you were so persistent, but it was more consistent. He was very consistent with, you know, getting to know me and like, you know, breaking down my walls and like um, getting beyond the stage of being a client. Cause I, I told everybody, oh, my client is obsessed with me. <laughs> he actually, he actually wasn't my client. He didn't pay me or anything. I'm like, oh my God, I have this client. He's just so obsessed with me. I can't get rid of him. But honestly, he's changed my life for the better. And 
I'm like obsessed with that poor man. Like he has changed my perspective on being patient, my perfectionism, um, you know, even with this job, like he's like my number one cheerleader. Cause there are days where I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm not progressing or I feel like, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to let anyone down, especially like my fellow team leads. Cause there's such a high expectation that Miriam has of her team leads mm-hmm. and each and every one of them brings something to the table. Like there's no, perfect puzzle without all of them so me being out of like the workforce for so long and coming back like it's such a refresher to see that there's people like me in other jobs even yourself like you're you're just like me when you're talking about your long distance relationship and men don't listen I don't think it matters where they are in the world they still don't listen but um (laughs) 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 but yeah my boyfriend he is um a big part of you know, I feel like my progress of even being with him for two years, I feel like I'm a completely different person Mm -hmm. being with him. And um, we're in different fields of work too, which is very refreshing. He's in the tech industry. So he's a, he's a smarty. And um, I love helping him with his uh, assignments. He had an assignment yesterday and I felt like, oh my God, I can really do tech. I'm like such a tech wizard. He's like, "Mm, baby, no, you (laughs) can't. But um, yeah, I don't know. He's like, he he is he showed me that you don't need to be beside someone to experience what love feels like yes I'm very very happy that he he, uh, selected me out of the bunch (laughs) that's amazing I uh I have a similar thing with mine because he's in engineering so also two Mm -hmm. also two very different fields so he like he knows all those technical sides and he'll, he'll tell me what he's working on. And I'm like, Oh yeah, totally. The, the robots and the nuts and the bolts. I'm like, yeah, I'm an engineer too. And it, none of it makes sense, but, but you're right where we can kind of complement each other's it's not a weakness, but what we might not know. So like I can help him exactly. with like people sort of thing. He's, he's not, I'm Mm -hmm. more of a people person because I've worked with people or customer service and that sort of thing. So I can give him tips or strengths there. Whereas he can help me do like an analytical problem solve. Like we just have different things that we can help each other with. And I think that's the best Mm -hmm. part of having such differences. Yeah, of course. It, of course. I actually love it that we're in different industries because there will always be a conversation, which I love. Because if you're in the same industry, it's like, mm, you staple paper today? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I feel like there's always like some spice in our relationship in terms of like all the assignments he has and like traveling. And there's a big convention in Italy next year and he's super excited about it. So um, yeah, it's, it's very refreshing to be with somebody who's in a different field from me as well. Yeah, for sure. So how far apart are you guys? In distance wise? Yes. So he's in Atlanta and I'm in Vaughn. So we are 14 hours away. All right. So <laughs> similar because I'm in London. He's yeah. in Tampa. So I, uh, yeah. And he's like, sometimes I drive down. So if you ever need a ride, just just pop in I'll just drop you off I would love to girls trip I am so down I'm so down girls trip I always do it alone sometimes I just talk off Miriam's ear the whole time oh my god call me (laughs) (laughs) call me and tell me how he's driving you crazy we have that in similarity I am so down excellent deal let's do this 
So then this is a good segue because you've already mentioned it, but I want to know your story up until TLS or, or what led you here, basically. So um, I feel like I've been in every industry you can think of. And I would say the, mo the most I've been in is more customer service administration, but I've done retail, I've done waitressing. Oh my God, if I ever have a daughter, I'm going to tell her waitress because makes so much money. You make drug money in waitressing. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally so much money. And um, what else have I done? I've worked in construction. So more like not physically on site, but, you know, I've traveled different places. I've gone to New York and um, worked for there a little bit. And then I took a break from work because um, I felt my anxiety taking over a lot through a lot of the jobs that I do because I take work very seriously. Mm -hmm. And I'll, like everyone in my life, like you can't take work so seriously. You got to know, just chill, have a balance. But I don't do anything half-assed. I always give it my all. So I feel like sometimes when I go above and beyond, it starts to chip away at my mental health because I just want to make sure everything is right. Because, you know, not everybody's as organized as I am. Not everybody is as structured as I am. But for me to function, I need those two things, which is organization and structure. And I've noticed that with a lot of jobs, there isn't that. So it's me literally trying to rebuild a job that's or like a, a company that's been here for 50 years. And I'm just someone who's been here for two years. And I take on a lot of that stress. So I took a little break from work for like two years. That's a long break, not little. And during that time, I had met my boyfriend and we traveled for a little bit. And I felt like when I don't work, I don't feel like I have a purpose. And he's like, of course you do. But for me, I know that my strengths are, you know, always elevating and working my mind and constantly learning something new. I'm a, I'm like a really big sponge. I love learning new things. And I always make a joke. I like knowing things other people don't know. <laughs> and, um, I uh, decided to start looking for new employment that kind of aligned with my personality and working remotely. And even if I needed to go to the office, that wasn't a problem. And my cousin actually worked at TLS and she really enjoyed it. And she was like, you know what? I think you would be perfect in this role. So I had reached out to Valerie and in the, in, in the interview, it was like very, you know, I connected very well with Valerie and she's like, I know exactly where I'm going to put you. And I'm just like, Oh, where are you put me? So, um, <laughs> she was like, I'm going to put you on Paul Davis. Paul Davis, you know, does dispatch and all that stuff. And you seem like you're pretty good under pressure. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I believe it was Stephanie that did the onboarding. And then she's like, yeah, you know, Danielle's going to California closets. And I felt like someone punched me in the throat. I'm like, I don't want to go to California closets. I don't want to go to Dave Paul Davis. And I was so upset. I told my boyfriend, he's like, baby, it's okay. Like, you know, just see if it's something like, I'm like, I don't want to, I want to go to Paul Davis. And I had emailed Valerie like this essay and I'm just like, Valerie, I need to be on Paul Davis. I think there's a mistake. And then she's like, no, you're on Paul Davis. And I'm like, why did Stephanie tell me I'm on California closet? So um, I ended up having to start a week later because um, I had to grab some um, equipment for my workspace at home. And I was stressing that whole week. And I'm just like, you know what? I feel like my spirit is supposed to be with Paul Davis. I met Miriam. I had a really good connection with her during my training. I met John and I'm just like, you know, I feel like these are my people. I feel like I'm supposed to be with these people. 
And I, at my first day, I met Miriam and um, she was like, yeah, you're going to be on Paul Davis. And I just felt like this sense of relief, like come off of my chest. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I was stressed out for a week before, like my poor boyfriend, I think he was going to break up with me. He's like, you are being dramatic right now. <laughs> like, God. And I'm like, yeah, I was stressing him out. I was really putting him to work. I was stressing him out. Cause I'm like, you know what? I haven't worked in a long time. And I feel like this is where my heart is supposed to be. And he's like, if it's yours, it's yours. You shouldn't stress about it because if it's already written you can't fight it right so I was like okay but I feel like it's not written in stone so I need to know <laughs> so I ended up being on Paul Davis and it was literally the best decision I've ever made I've learned so much and I've been able to take my past experiences with customer service and apply them and it feels like I'm just naturally supposed to be here and even John says it all the time he's like you know what you don't sound like you're new you don't sound like somebody who isn't sure what they need to do even when I'm like literally having a panic attack on the <laughs> clients idea what to do but I don't ever make the clients feel like I am not knowledgeable or I'm unsure so I've mastered that over time where if you feel like you have certainty within yourself another person you're having a conversation will have certainty within you so that's one little trick I've mastered over the years with just feeling confident enough to relay information mm -hmm. but also being wise enough to be coached so I'm always open for like constructive criticism I'm never offended when someone tries to correct me because all I know that for me it, it makes me know that I will be better for the next time I'll have whatever I need for the next time where some people get so offended but I love it tell me I'm horrible <laughs> we'll be better next time <laughs> <laughs> don't take this like too personally but I love you yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> I love you too <laughs> I love you too <laughs> oh my god you're like my other half <laughs> I love you too Miriam's like you know you remind me of Alicia all the time but she loves me too she was like I am so grateful you walked into my life did you ever leave me but yeah, I just, I always try to be like a breath of fresh air when it comes on to certain stuff. So, um, so, um, yes, but in that case, yeah. Do Sorry, we have niece. a mini moment maker on our hands? We do have twins on our hands. They need to potty. Oh my God. And they need to potty. So they're being noisy. And I try to tell Miriam all the time, you know, if I could work 24 hours a day at TLS, I would, but my niece is they are the inner me that need attention <laughs> <laughs> there are little me's walking around that need attention 24 7 so yes that's, that's what i say about my dog is like like mother like son <laughs> literally um but no i don't take any offense to that um i always try to be a breath of fresh air um in a on a cloudy day so i love you too <laughs> <laughs> i love that and, and i think the biggest thing i've learned working especially with Miriam, and then also this team is that the most important thing that you can do is just show up period of course like yeah 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 that's it yeah john tells me that all the time he's like even if you're having a panic attack show up yeah and i'm like okay i'm gonna be breathing in a paper bag but i'll be here <laughs> He's like, just show up, just show up. As long as you show up and you show the initiative that you want to be here, you'll be okay. I'm like, yeah, so I do every day. Even when I don't feel like I, I have it right in me to show up, I show up. And it's like you said about the, like the mastering of confidence, because in those situations, 
Like I was just saying this to my mom yesterday. I am, I will pick up a phone and I will take initiative and I will do absolutely anything in a professional Mm -hmm. situation. If it comes to like booking my own dentist appointment, no, thank you. That is so funny. You and my boyfriend would be the best of friends. Like if I tell him I have to book a doctor's appointment, it's like I tell him to walk on the 400 with like ice skates on. Like he will not do it. But honestly, I used to be like that, but I've mastered it. If I don't, if I know I will never see you or never speak to you again, oh my God, I will tell you everything. Yes. And then just disappear. Like I have no problem with that. (laughs) But see, I can't do it in in these things where like, I guess that's what it is. When I'm a moment maker or in a job or in whatever position, I'm a character. Whereas mm-hmm. if I'm doing something for Alicia, it's like a vulnerability. Like everyone knows who Alicia yeah. is. It's weird. I feel like I'm that way when it comes on to people pleasing and being an overachiever, but everything else, oh my God, no, I am a gangster. I will dropkick somebody I have no problem with that and especially if it it has to do with like anybody I care about oh my god I'm the worst god forbid somebody messes up my boyfriend's meal when we go to a restaurant I'm literally putting that restaurant on lockdown (laughs) (laughs) he like prays to god that I no one ever messes up his meal because he's like baby it's okay I will eat this even though I didn't order it I'm like are you crazy excuse me oh my god because I used to work in a restaurant so I know like there's customer service, like a level of customer service that should be applied through every interaction with a client when they come to a restaurant. So if I feel like, you know, I was a waitress and I didn't pull my weight and I'm dealing with a waitress that's not pulling her weight. Oh, I'm like, I am a Karen. I am like Lucifer. I'm the worst person ever, (laughs) but I will tip her very well. Even though I give her a hard time, (laughs) I will still tip her very well, but I, I kind of want to make her sweat a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) what a fun turn this has taken i know it's spicy (laughs) um i so similar to when you popped in here i also had a question submitted by a fan um yes a a fan of the show uh by the name of mariam uh She would like to know what is the best quality that you have that you are proud of? The best quality that I have is that I always show up for my loved ones. I, I really love that about myself because sometimes I wish other people had that quality. Um, But when people really need me, I'm there. Uh, I feel like even like with Miriam, I can give a great example. It could be like five minutes before I'm going to go to sleep. She'll text me and say, can you do an overnight shift? And I'll say yes. Um, the reason why I say yes, because it, I already have a high expectation for myself. And I know Miriam does as well. And she already has me on a pedestal. But when I show up for people, it shows that I'm reliable. It shows that, you know, I can be counted on. And I usually am not the one that's left out because I am the one that's counted on. So I feel like for me, my greatest attribute as a human being is that I'm I'm there for people that, when they need me. Because I know what it feels like. I went through a really dark time of depression and I was like around people that said they loved me, but I didn't feel like it. Yes. So if there, if I have the power of making sure no one that I have, like um, comes across me or across his path with me, 
that I won't make them feel that way or I won't make them feel like they're not important to me or um, they can't count on me. So when I was going through that time, I was surrounded by so many people, but it's like no one really understood. So if there's someone who's having a bad day or anything, like you can come and vent to me. Sometimes I'm not as emotional as some people want, but if I see someone crying, I immediately cry. It doesn't matter what they're crying about. So I, I feel like that's my best attribute that I have as a human being, not even about myself, but just as a human being. So I have a bit of a personal question then, and you can tell me mm-hmm. to back off, but <laughs> I, I have a very similar history or I, I like in mm-hmm. some forms, especially with the pandemic, like still kind of current, but not as bad, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but I have identified in myself that it's really difficult for me. How do I put it? Like I can put that character on where I am there for someone and I can be a confidant and I can, I can be someone to lean on. But if it's me personally, Mm -hmm. I I will let it impact me. Like I can't be in a situation with someone who's feeling the same because it then affects me and my mood or my headspace. So I don't Um, know if you have the same and if you do, how do you balance it? So I feel like um, I'll give my boyfriend or myself that uh, example. So there, like I would say, um, he probably will slap me for telling you the list, but he had gone through a really bad depression, but I went through mine first and mine, I don't think any, you can measure anyone's level of depression, but I would say mine was a lot worse than his. So um we're not going to go into details because it's going to be published, but um, mine was a lot worse than his. And it, it kind of broke my heart a lot to know that he was experiencing uh, the beginning stages, like his maximum, um, this, his maximum of his depression with the beginning stages of mine. So it didn't exceed as far as mine did. So it made me heartbroken to know that he was going through these things. And, you know, he would always say like, you it's very hard for you to understand what I'm feeling because you're no longer in depression. Mm -hmm. But my best, my best advice to him that no one really gave to me when I was in that space is that it's going to pass. And usually what causes depression is things that are not in our control or things that we feel like we need to control. And we're not in control of those things. And I only realized that months after I got out of mine. So a lot of the times if I feel like it's creeping on me, I like to decipher why it's what's causing my depression to reactivate. And then if I see that it's something that I can't control, I have like these practices that I do to help me get out of them before I go back deeper into them. So if I feel like someone's experiencing something that I'm currently going through, I have a habit of making theirs more powerful than mine. And then once I'm able to calm them down, I share how I'm feeling. Because a lot of the times we are always focused on what's happening with me. It's important about me. It's about me. It's about me. It's about me. And the moment you make it about you is a moment that the person that's speaking to you really actually needs you. And you kind of suppress what they're feeling. So I remember I used to have a friend in high school and I was going through it in high school. I had moved to a new city um, and I wasn't there for long and I had co-ops. I wasn't really in school. So I had made this one friend and it was always about her. It was always about her, always about her, always about her, always about what's going on with her boyfriend, what's going on with her mom. And I remember one day I had said, you know, like, I'm really unhappy. And she's like, oh, you know, like, we're going to go on lunch soon. So you should be fine by then. And then she started talking about her boyfriend again. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped talking to her. And I never spoke spoke to her again. 
Like every time I would see her in the hallway, I would dodge her. I wouldn't speak to her. You just ghosted her. The thing about me, literally, the <laughs> thing about me, my boyfriend hates that trait about me. I literally ghost anyone. I don't care. I could ghost my grandmother if I had to. You, you, just, you just turn off, like when it no longer serves yeah. you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I turn off. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. That's like a really nasty trait I have where it's like, if you're not serving me, I just, there's no conversation. I just cut you off. And my boyfriend's like, no, you need to have a conversation with that person. And then if they're continuously doing that thing, then you have the green light. But I'm like, I don't have time to have a conversation. Bye. <laughs> Jump it down, come drop it. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like what's helped me overcome that in terms of if somebody's experiencing the same thing that I am, um, one, I'm not really good with expressing my emotions. So if I do express them with you, you're somebody I feel extremely vulnerable with. So I feel the same way with someone else. If they're expressing something to me, they feel very vulnerable and they, they don't know how to share it with anyone else. So I try to make them know whatever it is that you're dealing with, it's going to pass, you know, and I, you know, give them reassurance. And then, you know, maybe at a later date, I'll express how I was feeling that day or a day later. But my boyfriend taught me that, oh my God, if it wasn't for him, I think I would like, <laughs> like a bottled up. <laughs> I think by the time I go to therapy, they'll be like, um, we can't help you. You're beyond our help. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sometimes we have to just read the room, let them share what they want to share. And then Sometimes I feel better after they've shared what they share. And then later on, I just share that I was having a moment or whatever. But yeah, that's I think that's fair. my best advice for them. Yeah. And I think that's also my favorite. Well, I wouldn't call it my favorite thing, but something really valuable for me, at least that came out of the pandemic was it was the perfect equalizer, at least in my mindset of things, because I just something clicked in me where we, like you said, we, we live in this whole, I don't know if it's society or just this time, or it's always been this way where it's constantly a one-up. I feel this way. Oh, well, mm -hmm. I of feel course. this way, or this is happening while I'm doing this. Like, it's just constantly something like that. And the pandemic for me was just this little reset where we're all mm -hmm. experiencing the exact same thing at the exact same time. We all have different situations within it but there's no one that can say I don't know what the pandemic is maybe someone who's living out in the middle of nowhere off the grid that wouldn't have been impacted anyways but um it was it's just this really different realization of you know what I'm experiencing my really hard times and what I feel is very difficult but so is this person and so is that person and we all mm -hmm. have something that is the end of the world to us and that in itself yeah. is special yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. So I don't really know where we go as a society from here, but I hope that there's some kind of learning that comes out of it, or maybe we'll just revert to being the exact same way. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's two years is a long time to correct. I feel like a lot of people, again, like you said, are trying to one-up everybody. That's another reason why I don't really use social media. I had social media and that causes so much anxiety on me. So I do not use social media. And my boyfriend always like, oh my God, just get Instagram back. But you're comparing your life to other people. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody that did get wealthy during that pandemic, they got wealthy through being online coaches or something. And you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be in life. And I do enough beating up myself every day on my own. I don't need to see what's happening with everyone in their fake lives on social media. So I do agree with the one-upping a lot. Like our generation is, it's like a fad right now. Like everybody 
wants to be better than everyone else instead of helping each other. So I feel like the old customer service, like a motto of like, you know, helping and serving is like really dying down. It's not the same. There's a lot of computers becoming the replacements of actual human interaction. So I feel like my industry of like customer service is slowly dying and I'm trying to hold on to it because I'm really good at it. So um, yeah, I do agree that everyone's trying to beat everyone for absolutely no reason. We always end up in the same place. So yeah, <laughs> and yeah, every, everything's become like just get me the answer the fastest you can. Don't yeah. don't try to talk to me or or small talk or whatever it might be. Yeah. How? So I assume when you say that he reached out, you and your boyfriend met online or started yes, we the did. foundation online. Yes, we did. So how was that in the middle of a pandemic? Because I can tell you entering a pandemic in a relationship where like my boyfriend and I saw each other probably every other week, we were very fortunate in that sense, um, given the distance. Mm -hmm. So that was a whole other story to then be separated for that amount of time because the borders closed. But how did you guys start? Because the border was still closed when you guys started dating. It was. We started dating July, 2020. No, I'm a liar. Oh my God. Hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast. We started December. We started December 2020. Um, I hope he does listen to the big. podcast. Hello I hope if you he are. does not. I hope he does not. Cause I am always on him about dates. Like I'm so crazy about dates. So pray to God, he does not listen to the podcast, but we started dating July 20. No, December, 2020. And <laughs> It was a very hard, it was a very, very hard Mm -hmm. because a lot of my clients that I did have, I had them here in Toronto and I had most, I had some of them in the state. So I had some in Atlanta, I had some in New York, I had some in Florida, but most of my clients were in New York. No, were in Atlanta. So I had met him through passing. I, I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but you've always, you've met your, the love of your life once in your life before you became a couple. And it's crazy because we didn't talk to each other when we were at that crazy event that we had. We like literally probably walked by each other and never actually acknowledged one another. So um, I met him through um, a mutual friend and was like, hey, you know, this guy's like really obsessed with you. And oh my God, I have the funniest story ever, but I'll tell you after. He's obsessed with you. And um, you know, he's like very adamant on like having a consultation because that was like the only way you could get a hold of me was having a consultation. So I'm like, okay, we won't call it that, but I'll like, you know, have a meeting with him or whatever. And um, it was very hard because in America, it was like the pandemic wasn't real. They were yeah. still going outside. They were still traveling. They were still doing normal things where in Canada, we were like basically on martial law. <laughs> so it was very hard because he was like, you know, can you come this weekend? Can you come that weekend? And it became like, I think I ended up going out there in August of 2021. So it was a long time before I actually was able to go to Atlanta without as many restrictions. And even when I was out there, it was very like tricky because I have the stigma that in Canada, like we wear masks everywhere where you go to a grocery store in Atlanta and nobody's wearing masks, nobody's practicing social distancing. It's just normal, like a normal Yes. 2020 or 20, like 18 day in the world. So it was very hard for me to adapt to that. And he was very self-conscious about bringing me outside because he's like, I don't want you to get COVID and all that stuff. Cause I'm so used to like 
following restrictions in my country where I'm paranoid. Like I'm literally like dosing him with bleach every time he comes home. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, I don't have COVID. I'm like, you don't know. And I'm like spraying him down with alcohol spray. Like I, it was very tricky and hard in the beginning when I had come down there. But while we were separated, it was very hard. It was very, very hard. And I, he's my, my boyfriend is a, um, his love language is physical touch. He's like a lovey-dovey person and I'm not. So it was very hard for him um, while we were away. Even now we've been, um, I've been back home for almost like eight months. So we haven't seen each other in a while. And I feel like this time around, it's way harder. It's way, way harder. Yeah, it's been eight months since I've been back home and it's I haven't seen him since it's really hard. This time around's really, 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 really hard. Oh my god. Um, oh yeah. The the la- when I left him at the airport, oh my god, the flight attendants thought I was a basket case. I was yes. so I, get I was crying so hard to the point where like, you know, when they take your passport pictures, like I didn't even look like myself. I was crying so hard. And I remember um, before I had gone into the gate. So on the car ride there, I was crying when he was helping me bring in my luggage to the airport. I was crying. And then that moment where he had to separate, like I couldn't even console myself. Like I believe one of the officers that were in the airport were like, do you need a moment? Do you want to step aside? And I was just like so unconsolable. And I cried maybe every night before bed for like a week. And then I got used to the normal day-to-day routine, but I feel like it's a lot harder now because We are both in new industries. So he just recently started his tech job. He was working at Apple for like four years and now he's at his company he's at and he absolutely loves it. And we're both trying to like figure out things on our own and all that stuff. And we want to buy property in the state. So it's very hard now because um, we're in different countries and you would never think the mannerisms from Canadian and American are so different. I didn't realize how different they were until I started dating him. But yeah. I would say this time around us being separated has been extremely harder. We fight over nothing. Like if he says cereal the wrong way, I want to block him on everything. <laughs> we fight over everything. <laughs> well, maybe do man. <laughs> yeah, we literally fight over everything. And it's just because we miss each other. That's really it. Yeah. yeah. And, and this like what you're experiencing or, or at least this first, I guess we can call it the first goodbye, right? Or how many times have you guys said goodbye so far? That was our first one. Right. So like the ugly cry. Yeah. I remember my first one with Brendan and it was the same thing of, I think three hours straight of crying together and then could not set because it was in Tampa. So, um, at the Tampa airport, it's like, you go, you have to get on a tram that then takes you to security and the gate. So we had to say goodbye at the tram. So I had, we had to separate. I then had to go stand and wait for the tram and just watch him like 20 feet away and not be able to go near him and still be bawling. Like it's, you know, whatever semantics, but, um, it's it gets easier because the more that you mm-hmm. do it, the more I guess um, desensitized you become to the goodbye. But mm-hmm. it, it it quickly becomes like yeah, and I'll see you in X amount of time. It helps every time you say goodbye to know when you're going to see each other again. That's a huge helpful thing if you can yeah. ever do that. Uh, but it does get easier. <laughs> I can promise you that. Yeah. 
I hope so. Cause that was just horrendous. I don't think I've ever cried that hard in a long time. Like yeah. it was very, very emotional. Like I would, the thought of me just leaving him at the airport, I think maybe it took me two months to like be really okay with, you know, you're going to see him soon, whatever. But he did say that, um, he didn't want to cry when he had left me, but I had sent him, oh my God, I was writing this note for like a week before I had left. It was like my farewell note until I see him next time. And I wanted to time it perfectly, but because I was so emotional, I didn't get to send it when I wanted to send it. So after I got settled into the plane, I had sent him the message and he was driving home and he's like, I have never cried like that in my life. He's like, I was literally boohoo crying. And I was like, oh, that's how I know you love me. (laughs) So yeah, honestly, it was so emotional. I was like, I hope no one ever feels like this type of pain when you leave your partner. So but it's yeah, it was it it was very rocky. It is, yeah, it is worth it. I am so excited. Like I'm supposed to go back to see him end August. And I'm telling you, like everyone in my house wants me to shut the hell up. Like I'm it's to the point where I feel like I'm gonna meet a celebrity. Like I'm so excited. Hey, if they need you to shut up and you need to scream from the rooftops, tell me. I'm I I uh, I'm so with you. I see him. I literally see him next have a week. countdown. I see Brendan Oh my next God, week, I'm so but, jealous. <laughs> but then we're apart again for the rest of the month. And then I, I also see him at the end of August. So we can celebrate together. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so jealous you get to see him next week. Like it's been so long. I came back in January. So I came back January. And how long and were you together? So again. you stayed from August to January? So I stayed, um, yeah, so I stayed from August to January. Oh my God, that makes yeah, it even so worse then because yeah. you get used to each other. Yeah. Oh my God, literally. Yeah, oh, it made it harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's, it's rocky. It's going to, like I said, it'll get easier, but you're always going to have, there, there's always going to be a new challenge. So even if you get mm-hmm. to see each other more often, then you're seeing each other too much that you get more angry when you can't see each other. Like there's always something, Yeah. but um, it gets easier. And, and like we've both said, it's more than worth it. And you wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh my God. Never, <laughs> never. I would never. Oh my God. Yeah, he would, I would say out of every relationship that I've been in, he's like, well, you can only see that now because you're in the relationship, but from my past experience, it like I can genuinely say like, I know what love feels like when I am with this person. Yes. So I feel like for me, it was for the first time saying I love you to a person and everything like that. It was so hard. Like it was so hard. And I'm me overthinking all the time, making up scenarios in my head. Oh my God, if I leave, he's not going to love me anymore. Like it was just so hard when I left the first time but like as time progresses I feel like right now because it's getting closer to the date of me going back home to see him he's getting more answer than I am like he's yeah. very impatient at this point he's like oh, you need to come home today <laughs> like no my flight is on the 21st I'm coming on the 21st so he's like very antsy um but me I'm like he doesn't know I'm coming earlier, so I'm going to surprise him. But um, <clears throat> yeah, he's going to literally have a stroke. And his birthday is the 22nd of August. So I have like all of this stuff planned for him, but I'm coming early. So he has no idea. He's literally going to have a heart attack. So I'm really excited. <laughs> his parents are in on it. His sister's in on it. So yeah, he has no idea. How much so, earlier? I. So I'm coming a week earlier. Okay. No, two weeks earlier. Don't tell yeah, him you so don't I, tell him we did this. Now he definitely can't listen to it. <laughs> 
So I told him, cause I'm like such a clean freak, especially with him. Cause he drives me crazy. So I told him packages from Amazon are coming the day I'm supposed to come there. So I'm making him clean the house. Okay. <laughs> I, so this is how we're the same person. Brendan and I met January of 2018 and then because I was just in Florida for vacation with my friends and then um yeah we like I went home we, and we just talked for three months um and then after like that's how we really built the foundation we weren't dating we were just like getting to know each other feelings were starting to yeah. develop um and then we had a plan that maybe we'd see each other in May we weren't sure but I ended up surprising him in April so four months later um mm-hmm. and I got his friends in, in on it his roommates at the time and I told him the same thing of I'm sending you a thing I'm sending you a gift you may have to sign for it next Friday whatever it was and it is the most like it's my one of my favorite memories of us it is the most rewarding it'll make you want to throw up feeling <laughs> to just like know that you got to do this for someone and I will never surprise him again like it's never gonna happen but I will I'll always remember that moment it's so special yeah he's like especially because it's so close to his birthday he's literally been driving I keep like throwing him off I'm like yeah you know I ordered stuff from Amazon and I need you to clean the house because it's stuff for the house and he was just like okay and he's like not going out at all that weekend he's like okay I'm gonna clean I'm like no you need to clean like how I clean (laughs) he's like he's like okay so that means it's a lot of stuff I'm like yeah it's a really big package you know you've been asking for this for a very long time and I've been listening like you know I'm not lying to him he has been asking for me to come back and all that stuff right so he has no idea he's been logging into my amazon he's like there's nothing coming you're lying i'm like i i ordered on my canadian amazon excuse me so he doesn't have my access to my canadian amazon so i'm so excited his parents know they're like he's gonna literally probably cry so i'm like i want him to cry he needs to cry that's amazing so i'm so excited i'm so so excited oh can you whenever you're settled and like the excitement wears off let me know how that goes because that is of course I'm gonna live vicariously because I can't do that anymore (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you can so I have this whole like the whole week that I'm gonna be gone um so I'm coming there two weeks early and then three days after I come there we're going to Las Vegas for his birthday (gasps) and then after we come back so he has no idea any of this is happening and after we go to Las Vegas I have a surprise dinner planned with his really close friends and then after that I have a surprise dinner with his family so I keep lying to him I'm like yeah all these packages you cannot be doing anything at all during August so he's like he has no idea I bought him clothes for our trip everything is packed like he has no idea so I'm so excited I'm really excited hey do you want to date me (laughs) sure let's Let's get together (laughs) yeah he's he's been like really sad these past couple months so I'm like I really want to do something very special for him because like his past girlfriends they don't really they didn't really do much like they probably bought him like a sweater or something so you know like it's fun on this side of the fence buddy so (laughs) um (laughs) yeah 
So I have all that stuff planned for him. So he is going to love it. I think he's probably going to be crying all of August. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited for him yeah. to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel so like accomplished when he cries. I'm like, yes, I did something. <laughs> so, because uh, he's not really like, I would say he, since he started dating me, he's more emotional because I, I've become extremely emotional mm-hmm. since I started dating him because I used to be the tough guy, but like, oh my God, I cry for everything. Like he could be like, I love you and I start bawling <laughs> for everything now. He's like, you make me happy. And I'm like sitting there crying for 30 minutes. So yeah, he deserves it. He's a very, very, very good boyfriend. He definitely deserves it. I love that. Yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. I feel like I'm an old married couple <laughs> compared to, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> I know I'm like this is gonna die down soon you're expensive have your boyfriend's very expensive <laughs> yeah it's uh I I'm at the point of just no it's not an ultimatum but I keep telling him yeah. like if you would just ask me the specific question already and we could just you know go to the next step we could save so much yeah. money in airlines <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> you know what's so funny about that so I told my dad I'm like yeah you know I'm going back down to Atlanta to see him soon but I was like you're not coming back right I'm like oh yeah I have a job I'm definitely coming back he's like no you said you're getting married I said ah sir I never told you (laughs) he's like yeah you you're getting married you're getting married (laughs) last time I flew down even the customs officer was like and uh are you entering in on a visa and I just kind of looked at her blankly and she goes are you getting married on this trip I said girl I wish <laughs> like it's the one thing I can't control <laughs> you're just like you know staring your tea any day now <laughs> do you want to call him and let him know <laughs> oh my god give me his number he's gonna be like I am blocking this girl she's crazy <laughs> my uh my dad's at the I'm... point of like when is he doing it before I just have to kick his ass <laughs> literally oh my god everybody's like hounding my boyfriend we've only been together almost two years and like they're like okay so when is the baby when is the wedding so can you give me a break please we're not ready but isn't that so cool to think about the fact that you've you're this strong like the relationship is this strong you've Mm -hmm. made it through a pandemic you've made it this far and you've spent realistically four months together literally and I know he's my person. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And when we first, like when I first came to Atlanta, it was like, he was still trying to like feel me out, but I already knew he was my person. Um, before. There's no question, but like, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, you're marrying me. You have no choice, buddy. Um, he, I remember one time I had asked him, are you in love with me? He's like, no, like not yet. And I felt like he kicked me in the face. And then we had a moment where we had a restaurant. He's like, you know what? I think you're my person. I absolutely love, and I'm there bawling in the restaurant. And the lady's like, are you okay? And everyone's looking at him like he did something wrong. He's like, she's fine. She's just going through it. She's okay. It's like the scene <laughs> from Legally Blonde. <laughs> Literally. I'm there like hysterically crying in the restaurant and I'm just like you're in love with me he's like yeah I I think this is it I think I think you're my person I'm like oh my god crying and it's crazy because his family is obsessed with me and he's like I've never dated anyone where my family is like so consumed about my partner oh my god they love me they're like literally they're like if we could trade you for him we would and this 
<laughs> like, let's do it. But yeah, I know it's very rare. And for somebody like me, who's not a romantic and not emotional, this person has turned me into a sucker. Like I am like crying all the time. I'm absolutely <laughs> obsessed with him. I want to cuddle all the time. Like before he would cuddle me, I'm like, can you just kind of get lost? Like, I really don't want you to wear personal space. I could be in his shirt right now if I could. Like I would want to wear the same shirt as him. <laughs> all the time he was wearing a nike shirt yesterday i'm like i wish i was that nike shirt and he was laughing so hard yeah i'm i'm definitely obsessed with my boyfriend now i never thought like this day would ever come but i'm very happy that he's my person i uh during the pandemic and maybe you guys should start practicing this brendan started mailing me his t-shirts in like ziploc bags so it captured like the scent (laughs) (laughs) i am gonna tell him that but he's probably gonna think i'm a nut job i'm like you know what send me your socks send me anything that smells like you i will take it (laughs) it works wonders and now i have half his closet and i refuse to give it back I tried my best to shove all of his closet in my suitcase. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to forget my blow dryer. So I have to take out some of this stuff. You can buy a new one, Danielle. I know. I'm like half packing my suitcase this time so I could take half of his closet with me. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned very quickly. It's like, I need to just pack what I'm going to wear during the day. Because anytime at home, I'll just wear his shirts. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. He used to work at Apple. I have like 80 Apple shirts in my closet. I've never stepped in Apple. I've never stepped foot in Apple ever. <laughs> All of his Apple shirts. And my mom's like, why are you wearing an Apple shirt? I'm like, it's mine. Don't you think it's trendy? <laughs> She's like, you've never even gone into the Apple store before. <laughs> the shirt. And I'm like, it's, you know, it's his shirt. <laughs> Him and I are going to be great friends because I'm a pure Apple person. So yeah. Through and through. Poor thing. He's like, He's like, I don't even work at Apple and you are still asking me questions like I'm a genius. I'm like, you are, no pun intended, but you're going to fix my iPad for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What off topic, but yet my favorite tangent slash conversation I think I've had on this podcast. Um, Yay! <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm already taking you way longer than I'm supposed to. So who cares? Um but I do want to know when it comes to what we do here um, and what you get mm-hmm. to do every day, what does being a moment maker mean to you? I feel like being a moment maker to me, making sure that you follow through with what you're going to do throughout every interaction, without through every um, experience, like follow through, being a moment maker for me. So. In that case, with my personal life and with being at the job, I don't like to let things sit around. I'm very anal with scheduling and sticky notes and structure. Like Miriam and Anna were dying during my interview for a team. They're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I know I'm a nut job. You don't need to know. <laughs> but I feel like following through is something that's super important with being a moment maker. And when you follow through, that means that the client, the insurer, the adjuster, the offices, they trust you. Mm-hmm. Because I know Danielle's going to follow through. I know Danielle's going to do this for me. I know Danielle's going to do that. So, you know, I had an interaction today. I'm not going to name any names, but there was an interaction today. And the moment maker that handled that interaction, and it should have been like a, maybe a 20 minute interaction when she did receive it. She just, you know, disconnected within three minutes of having that interaction. And for me, 
I would feel like I failed in that instance of the moment maker because I didn't follow through. I didn't try to investigate. I didn't try to reach out for help. I didn't try to figure it out by myself. I didn't use my, you know, my resources. And when you do things like that, you don't become trustworthy. Mm -hmm. That means like now management has to watch me. Now team leads have to watch me. Now um, when offices reach out to me, they're not going to trust me when I give them information or, you know, ensure it's their first contact with me. They're going to be like, oh, this girl's an idiot. Like, you know, I feel like with being a moment maker, once you follow through for yourself, you follow through for everybody. Because not only that, you're crossing your T's and dotting your I's and you know within yourself, you feel confident that you've accomplished something or you completed something to the best of your abilities aka you know call guys and you know you feel fulfilled so it within my personal life I like to make sure I follow through with certain things I may not do it right now in my personal life but I always get it done Mm -hmm. and I always say like especially to like my boyfriend and people around me once you put it out into the universe you can't determine when it's going to happen so you could say you know I want to be a millionaire you are going to be a millionaire, but you know, it may not be tomorrow, you know, it eventually will happen because you've already put it out into the universe. Same thing with being a moment maker. If you say, yes, I can assist you with that. You're putting it out into the universe. So you better help the person that you're going to assist. You know what I mean? So I feel like, um, with that instance of following through, you become a reliable person, you become a trustworthy person. And what do you have, if anything, not your word. So a lot of people say, you know, actions speak louder than words, but no, my words definitely speak louder than my actions because I say them before I do things. So I know I'm going to follow up with what I say I'm going to do. So, yeah. I love that. I haven't heard that one, but I think it's so perfect. And I mean, there's no correct answer, but it's spot on in terms of like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's our first value of deliver what you promise. And I think it's so important and it's something that not everyone practices nowadays. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a very underrated trait to have, but a very important one. I agree. I do feel like when I do that for myself, if something does come back that was done incorrectly, I know I feel confident that I did it correctly. I remember there was an interaction where <clears throat> my name got brought up that something was done wrong, but I remember it was an overnight shift. I remember like every step I took and I did it as per the book, but whoever stated on the other side from the office was like, oh, this wasn't done. This wasn't done. But the person that I did reach out to, they possibly sent me to voicemail and there's a recording of me leaving a voicemail and their direct supervisor was like, well, they're telling me there was no voicemail made, but Seamus pulled up that handy, handy, uh, handy, dandy interaction was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> there was. I, so I felt confident, you know, and I was off that day. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be in trouble. But I'm like, I know I did everything I was supposed to. And no one, none of the team leaves rebuttaled it. They're like, yeah, she did what she was supposed to. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I remember that interaction. And I can tell you from the team lead position, nothing is more satisfying than when you can send a screenshot saying, ah, no, we did. <laughs> it's awesome literally <laughs> um what would you say excites you the most to come into work what excites me the most I wouldn't say the word excite which gives me anxiety <laughs> when I come into work um not knowing what I'm going to experience today and there are certain offices that I love calling um, there's an office in Maryland. I love when I see um, 
Washington, D.C. on my call display because I know I get to talk to one of the reps there and he's literally my favorite person. His name's Ernie. <laughs> and um, I love... <laughs> I love building relationships with the offices. Like they know when they call me like um, Kim from the same office mm-hmm. at first, I don't think she liked me too much, but I, I called her one day and I made a joke. I had a really irate client on the back line. And I'm like, Kim, I decided to call you today because I want to spice up your life. And she started <laughs> laughing. She, I told her I had a really nasty old lady on my back line and she's like, oh, we know her. And I made it into a joke. So now Kim loves me. So I feel like building relationships with offices and also like learning something new. There's always so much to learn. I never knew that there was so much, you know, to learn about like health insurance and like fires and mitigation and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like I could build a house now. <laughs> I literally can build a house. So I know I won't get sewer baggage. I know I shouldn't have an ice maker in my fridge. Like I just know there's all these things that it's just so interesting and I can apply it to my actual life. And I feel like every job I've actually had has given me the upper hand with like real life stuff. So Becky, it's funny. She says the exact same thing of like, I know the entire list that I will have when I go to buy a home, (laughs) like this won't do, this won't do. We need this. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so grateful that I'm here. I'm like, yeah, babe, don't put that near the stove because it may catch the house on fire. He's like, he thinks I'm like, oh no, no, I know. It's going to catch up somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to windows because I used to have a college pro window cleaning franchise, franchise or I was a franchisee. Um, and mm-hmm. so I've cleaned thousands of windows um, in my in my time there. And it, it really shapes <laughs> how you look at houses because the less windows, the better, although everyone wants natural lights. And then there is like 10 different types of windows that you can have. And this one's the hardest to clean. And this one's the easiest. And this one's higher maintenance. And yeah, it's uh, your experience definitely shapes your future decisions. I can tell you that. It definitely does. Um, My last question that I like to ask everyone, and I'm so excited for your answer. What is <laughs> one thing that you try to do in your personal and or professional life to live in the moment? Oh my God. I, hmm. I have a really hard time living in the moment because I am an overthinker and a perfectionist. I'm with you. But when I do to, yeah, when I do decide to live in the moment, um, I put on my big old panties in second up. <laughs> Honestly, Leash, like when I, I'm such an overthinker, so I rarely get to live in the moment. And when I do, I try my best to make it be just about that moment. And I think more or less I do that with my boyfriend and when I travel, because I am a water son and I love the water. And I told him this yesterday, I said, whenever I go on vacation, I'm always the first one in the resort awake. And I'm on the beach at four or five in the morning, literally existing. Like literally, I don't want anyone on the beach with me. I don't want to see anyone sweeping anything or any towels being laid out. I'm literally the only person. It makes me feel like I'm the only person in the world. So I just like to soak up that that moment, you know, get my vibration straight, get just back in the state of mind. But when I am not like ripping off my own head from being a perfectionist and overthinking all the time, uh, which is rare, (laughs) I, I just live in that moment. I just take in what's happening right then and there. 
Um, okay, perfect example. Today when we had our meeting, you know, I had no idea what was going on. I had absolutely no idea what you're talking about, but I'm like, I'm here yeah. and I'm going to be here every Monday you know, moving forward. So just taking as much information. So I'm like noting down everything you're saying. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> <But> <laughs> on, I'll everything she's saying. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh my God, my poor notepad on my computer. I'm like writing down everything you're saying. I'm like, okay, complaints. Maybe I'm going to have to, you know, do some. So I'm like making up things in my head that I'm going to have to do for the complaints. And you guys are not really talking to me. So I'm like, okay, maybe you don't think I can do it. I'm like, should I say something? Should I not say something? But you know what, with me, I try when I'm doing new things, I try not to overthink it because I will literally end up in like China overthinking and have no idea why I'm in China. So I just try to live in the moment, take the information that I'm given if I do get overwhelmed, I give myself a five minute breather and then say, are you overwhelmed because you can't control it? Or, or are, you, are you overwhelmed because it's something that you don't understand? So <clears throat> yeah, when I do live in the moment, I'm having a blast. It's like I'm taking a perk set and I'm just living in the moment. <laughs> Pop a perk and I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I, can, good. I can definitely empathize with that one because my my time <laughs> once on Percocet was a grand old time. <laughs> But Take a perk and just breeze through life. <laughs> I uh, I completely agree with you. And and little do people know I always ask that question because it's more of a therapy session for myself as I get advice. <laughs> I, it's impossible for me. <laughs> yeah, I, that doesn't happen. It rarely. Ha- oh my god, it rarely happens. Well, when it does, I do do my best to like take everything that's making me feel overwhelmed or what I'm getting frustrated about and just be like, okay, you're here right now. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get this time back ever again. Just be here. Yeah. Be, be present. I love that. Honestly, I feel like we just went to lunch and we had like an amazing lunch. That's what I feel like we just. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and we should probably <laughs> do it for real. <laughs> I'm so down. I'm definitely down. I love this, but I do need to let you go before I'm yelled at because it has happened before. Um no worries when I when I keep people for too long because our customers come first imagine that (laughs) so thank you so much this was so much fun one of my all-time favorites don't tell the others um I won't (laughs) it was definitely like a therapy session more than anything else so it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you I can't wait to hear how this surprise goes and everything about oh it God. I mean tell me about it later after everything kind of dies down because I get that that in the moment feeling but that's when you'll be in the moment um but I I wish you both the best and and um I'll I'll see you at that wedding I suppose oh definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> I'll see you at yours too yes if it, if it ever happens <laughs> No, it will. If I have to beat him up, it will. Perfect. Me or dad are going to take rounds, okay? Excellent. <laughs> I'm going I'm to hold him up for your dad so you can get his punches in. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no worries. Thank you so much. You've made my day. Um, and we will. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. I will talk to you very soon, I'm sure. Okay. You have yourself a good one, Lisa. You as well. Okay, bye-bye. So what did you think? Did you laugh as much as I did? I had so much fun with Danielle, I can't even tell you. She's right, though. It was absolutely as if we went to lunch and caught up as girlfriends. I loved her nuggets of wisdom. 
I'm inspired by her strength within her relationship, and I'm so energized by her passion for life. Now, I'm certainly looking forward to our road trip down to Atlanta. Thank you so much for listening today. May you have an absolutely magical week. Join us next Monday for a very special episode, if I do say so myself, as we wrap up our first official season of our Living in the Moment podcast. We'll see you then. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need a little.